are back Tuesday night and we are live. Facebook has welcomed us back by not allowing us to go live on Facebook for whatever reason that may be. Suddenly uh, there's some sort of error going on just like it was right before the elections. We couldn't go on then either. Very strange how that works. Just a little bit of a comment there on the final uh, pre-game video there with Andrew Tate has been unbanned off of Twitter, by the way. And that's why I remind everybody, you must have a Gab account. You must have a getter, you know, Gab with Andrew Torba is actually, actually, you know, is, is completely and totally independent. It doesn't matter whether Apple camp cancels them, Google cancels them, app stores cancel them. Doesn't matter because he has his own server farm. So it doesn't matter. Andrew Torba and Gab must have a Gab account. Gab needs to be moving forward. It's tough, tough competition. You also have a, you also need a getter account. Rumble, most of you are watching on Rumble right now. And look into Twitter again because with Elon Musk, it has gotten better. Is he banning things? Absolutely. But so is, so is Jason Miller, who's the, who's the former Trump advisor who runs Getter. They ban things also. Nothing should be banned outside of pornography and threats of violence. That's the way that it, that's free speech. You cannot ban offensive speech because who then sets the parameters of offense? Who then sets the parameters of hate? You then end up with these sort of cursory boards that decide on what hate is, and they always end up stacked with liberals who then ban people like you and I. But as Andrew Tate said there, it's very interesting to me. It's the same narrative that I've had for a long time. He states it better than I ever have when he uses the term sentient, sentience. With all these people that have got all over us, they wanted us banned, they wanted us um they want, you know, well, banned is more of a social media app, but that we're banned for social media for putting out all the truths about vaccines, all the truths about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquines, the ineffectiveness and actually harmful effects of lockdowns, all that. We are banned. We are social, we, we've been putting out the social distancing was nonsense. Everything, all the vax death, you know, all, all the information that we put out, we were, we were banned. But all the people that were screaming at us for being uh, killers of grandma, killers of everybody, uh, science deniers telling us to mask violence. There's even violence that was levied against people who weren't masking, weren't, weren't vaccinating, all those different things. If you were somebody that, that quarantined your family, if you were somebody that masked, somebody that social distanced, somebody that washed your hands 50 times a day with alcohol gel, you vaccinated once, twice, three times, four times, five times. Isn't there a point where you actually say, you know what? Those three vaunted words that I've been talking about for the last uh, 32 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. I was wrong. Doesn't that ever come out? But it actually doesn't because and that's, and of course it's, it's right out of scripture, which is Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction. All the Christians, all the pastors, uh, all the Christian leaders that closed their churches, locked down, pimped and hoard vaccines from their bully pulpits. You never come out and actually say, you know what? I was wrong, or do you just get whored out to the next agenda? So it's it, true. I, I, a lot of you won't agree with this, or you possibly won't agree with it, but all the exact same Christians in the exact same churches that capitulated with the COVID agenda will capitulate to the climate agenda that's coming next. And if it's not climate, well, it'll be climate for a little while, then they'll pivot back to COVID. And as you know, I put out this data that they're doing more and more gain-of-function research. can't remember, and one of them's in Boston that's funded by the NIAID. And another one, I can't remember what state it is, also funded by the NIAID, where they're juicing up monkeypox through gain-of-function research, juicing up COVID-19, 
Doing all of this, maybe to juice it up, give it a little bit more than a 0.1% post-infection death rate so that they can use it to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. All All the Christians who actually know the Bible, which that's very few, and they, and they actually read Revelation 13 and 14. And they know that there will be a time when there's a mark on your right hand or on your forehead and you won't be able to buy, sell, trade, or travel without it. Which we've seen the skids being greased for that, both with CBDC currency and with vaccine passports. Actually, vaccine passports set up the infrastructure for C, C, CBDC currency that we're seeing now. Most countries right now are in the research phase. If you're Ukraine, they're completely CBDC. If you're China, you're completely CBDC, and as, as well as social credit systems that are already in place in those two countries, which, by the way, are large countries, largest country on the planet, China, completely CBDC, completely social credit system. You get your bank account, direct withdrawals if you throw gum on the parking lot, whatever it may be. And if, you, if you're a Christian that actually has read the book of Revelation, do you think that they're going to come to you as the devil? That the beast one and beast two who levy the mark are going to come to you as beast one and beast two? Or will it be somebody like Anthony Fauci? Will it be somebody like Rochelle Walensky, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Klaus Schwab, John Kerry, Leonardo DiCaprio, Oprah Winfrey, Barack Obama, all with, with the camouflage, with the cover story of this, this is a medical emergency, which is the exact same thing they're doing with, with climate with the climate hoax saying that climate change, although they can never definitively uh, define climate change, what exactly that means. They're saying that that it's almost the same. They're claiming that's also a medical emergency. So the same exact Christians, same exact conservatives. Again, I've been telling you for, for the last three, almost three years, I go, the judgment begins at the house of the Lord. First Peter chapter four, verse 17 for the time has come. For judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly in the, in the sinner? So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. That's 1 Peter 4, 17 through 19. So judgment begins at the house of God. That's why you hear me talk about Christians first. But the Christians who caved to the COVID narrative, it was never about your health. It's never about keeping you safe. It was never about keeping you uninfected. It was about controlling you. It was about leveraging you to the vaccine passport, which will leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by a tyrant or a tyrannical government. So the very same people that capitulated that they're going to come to you with another medical emergency under the guise of whether it's another COVID, whether it's monkeypox, both of which I said a moment ago, they're juicing up with gain-of-function research at various institutions that are funded by the NIH, that are funded by the NIAID, Anthony Fauci, who's retiring in, uh, in December. You're not, you can run, but you can't hide, Fauci. You will be testifying under oath. Hopefully he gets the same penalties as the alleged perjurer, Roger Stone, who was sentenced to nine years in prison. And he was, of course, pardoned by Trump. After Bill Barr actually lessened that to a three-year sentence for crimes he never committed. But they're going to do the exact same people that capitulate for one thing will capitulate for the next because they can't they cannot suffer the social consequence of standing in the truth. They, they can't stand to be called conspiracy theorists. They can't stand to be called something phobe, transphobe, homophobe, whatever it may be. They can't stand the names. Then here's the God that they bow to the most is they can't stand to be called unreasonable. That's like the Bushes the Romneys, the Murkowskis, the Collins, the Sasses, 
all of these rhinos that are just bent over for the Republican, I mean, for the Democratic Party, they can never, they never want to be lumped in with people like us. People who actually aren't afraid to live in, stand in, and speak the truth. All of our conspiracy theories, like ivermectin actually works, has an 80% survival rate above those who don't take it. And then again, that's just in the 0.1% post-infection death rate of COVID in the midst of that. All of our conspiracy theories have come out. We, we um, uh, very, a lot of people, I mean, I'm trying to think of all the names right now, but people were predicting over and over again that the vaccines were going to go to, were going to be mandated. They were, that they were going to lead to vaccine passports. They were many vast swaths of the globe. You could not buy, sell, trade, or travel without vaccine, without a vaccine passport. Still can't enter into the United States without your vaccine passport. We're one, us in China and like, two or three other third world countries. We're the only ones that you can't interact, even Canada with Justin Trudeau, who's nothing more than a minion for Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum. Even Canada, you can travel into without a vaccine passport now. But anyway, if you're somebody who happens to be watching right now and you bowed to that COVID agenda, there's no way out of it except to say I was wrong because people like me, I'm not forgetting. I don't follow people. I'm not, I'm not letting them off. If you want to call it unforgiveness, you can. Unforgiveness is a very tenuous term inside of the body of Christ because most people, again, don't read the Bible. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, forgive him. And if he repent, if, he, if your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. That's Luke 17, 3. It's not just forgive, forgive, forgive to the unrepentant. If God doesn't forgive the unrepentant, either do I. If you don't come out and actually say, I was wrong, you just moved on, as Andrew Tate says to the next, uh, the next agenda, which, you know, which right, went right into Ukraine, Slava, Ukraine, as he said, you're just not a sentient human being. You're, you're just so guarded about, about your own image. All that matters to you is what people think of me. Paul, Paul actually talked about this in Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. But onward, live action news tweet. Just had to throw this in about the FBI. Don't have any more on the FBI tonight, but this, but I had to put this out there. Live action news tweet. FBI director, 70% of abortion related threats and violence are against pro-lifers. And leave this up. No. Then why are no pro-deathers being arrested? Why are the only people that are being arrested pro-lifers? If 70% if 70 of abortion-related threats of violence are against the pro-life movement, then why is it only the pro-life movement that's being arrested? Well, where, where are all the investigations and the firebombings of, of anti, anti-abortion clinics? There's, there's no arrest there. All we have right now is the FBI trotting around arresting people who sing hems in front of abortion clinics under under some convoluted law of course that anti, i'm sure anti-lifers put into federal statutes there's nothing what's wrong with standing on a public sidewalk singing a hem nothing but those are the only people being arrested right now but 73 70 percent 70 percent of threats that are abortion related are toward pro-lifers the same thing same thing with social media bring it back to me it's the same thing with social media there's that, that, that little video that I played at the beginning. I, I almost wanted to make it part of the show because it's always the Democratic Party narrative to say that people will die and that they're receiving death threats. They never, where? 
I never see it. I'm always talking about the increasing amount of threats and the increase in the increasing attacks on the transgender population. Where, uh, where, where are all, where are the articles? Where, where is the documentation of anybody in the transgender community being attacked by anybody? Physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it may be, where? I mean, I don't, I don't see it at all. I'm, I, and I'm on Twitter all the time. I gather most of my information for the show off of certain, certain, uh, you know, certain Twitter pages, as well as Gateway Pundit and other sources too. But where are all the threats? See, it's always just lies. And it's a, this, this live action news tweet where 70% of abortion-related threats are, are towards pro-lifers. It's always the opposite. The people that are receiving the threats are people like you and me. We're the ones who are, who are receiving the threats, not to those that we politically oppose. We don't ever threaten anybody, ever. I saw Adam Kinzinger threaten somebody on Twitter. He said, you're lucky you mean you never meet. Because if he was talking to Cat Turd, and Cat Turd put up some anti-Ukraine uh, cartoon, and Adam Kinzinger was, was you know, do you pull this up? It's on Cat Turd's uh, uh, feed on Twitter. And Adam, and Adam Kinzinger goes, you're lucky the two of us never meet up. It would not end well dot 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 for you you ever seen that little whiny little girl adam adam kinzinger but anyway the threats are always towards us it's never towards them it never is the 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 power of the doj is always turned towards us it's never where where did we ever abuse the doj where does the right ever abuse the doj against the left where where, where exactly where, who have we ever why why hillary's never arrested john brennan was never arrested James Clapper was never arrested. They all perjured themselves numerous times under oath at congressional committee hearings. Why are they never? Because we don't do that. I'm not saying there's never a right winger that does something wrong, but even when a right winger does something wrong, it always turns out to be a rhino. All right, well, onward. This is big stuff right here. I, I I never allow myself to transgress into outright conspiracy theory. In other words, what I mean by that is I don't take big leaps. We go with where the data is. I'm not talking about tunnels under Disney. There's been no proof of any tunnels under Disney where Disney traffics kids. I hate Disney. And I believe that Disney grooms people 100% because their videos came out showing that they're grooming children. We got it. But it's, I don't take the next leap into that there's tunnels and their monorail system runs under the, you know, under the whatever that, I, don't, I hate Disney, so I don't even know the names of anything that goes on. What's the big castle in Disney? Matt, yeah, I know that part. I know that's the name. That's the name of the, what is Cinderella's Castle. Magic Kingdom's the name of the park. But if you're wondering who I'm talking to, I'm not talking to myself. There's a staff over here. So I don't get into that stuff, but, I, but the thing is, where there's actual data, we need to report on it. Because weird stuff is happening globally with children. Weird stuff. I mean, absolutely weird stuff. Now, I'm not going to take a leap. From A to C without B. But we need to document the weird stuff that's going on. Now, this is a longer video than I like to show. It's Tucker Carlson. Most of you have already seen it, but I needed to lay the groundwork for this segment of the show. It's a four-minute video, Columbia Bugle video, but it's Tucker Carlson's show talking about Balenciaga. Now, this just lays the groundwork for what we're going to go over over the next couple of minutes. Play for me. But it's not just the sexual mutilation of children in hospitals. This is part of a larger trend, and the trend is this. Adults crossing the line, and it has always been a bright line, into deep involvement with the sexuality of children. 
That has always been and must in a civilized society always be the most forbidden thing. It's considered unacceptable even among prison inmates. But now it seems to be growing in its prevalence. Consider the latest ad for the clothing brand Balenciaga. This was just uploaded on Instagram. As you can see, the photo shoot they're using to sell their products features a young girl holding a teddy bear in a bondage outfit. Then, in case you missed the point, the photo shoot also contains this image. It shows several documents. Most of them aren't visible, but what you can see when you zoom in, and of course the point is that you see it, is a reference to a U.S. Supreme Court case called Ashcroft versus Free Speech Coalition. That case struck down a law against kitty porn. What is this? Well, it is what it appears to be. It's an endorsement of kitty porn, of child pornography. What else could it be? We wanted to know. So we reached out today to Balenciaga to get their explanation, and they didn't respond. So we're going to have to take that on face value and ask, where's the moral outrage? We have an entire industry uh, in this country comprised of moral outrage merchants. If you've ever been on Twitter, you know what we mean. Truly, an entire sector of our economy is devoted to attacking people for falling short of the mark. And here is a high-end retailer promoting kitty porn in an ad on Instagram, and nobody notices. There's no boycott. There's no front-page New York Times editorial against it. And, of course, Instagram let the advertisement run, endorsing kitty porn. And, by the way, if you have an alternate explanation for what this was, let us know. A child with a teddy bear in a bondage outfit and a Supreme Court decision striking down a kitty porn law displayed on the table? What is that? Yeah, so on Instagram, if you said something about vaccine choice, you got booted off of Instagram. If you said anything about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, anything else, or actually spoke the truth about lockdowns, quarantines, and maskings, you got kicked off Instagram, which is owned by Facebook and Zuckerberg. But Zuckerberg allows, he's banned me off of Facebook tonight, but, but, but they will allow you to think, I mean, my producer Aaron brought this up, you know how long it takes to set up one of those photo shoots, you saw the photo shoots, and then you actually trot in. How old, Heather, how old do you think that girl is in that this picture? Four? About a four-year-old girl and put her in those pictures? I mean, how weird do you have to be? And she's and these children are either filmed in the same place or on the same studios where you actually put some merchandise over a Supreme Court case that allowed kitty porn. You know what that Ashcroft Supreme Court case was about? It was basically coming right up to the line. As long as there wasn't an actual sexual act you could, or, or at using actual kids in sexual acts, you could, you could come up to the line and actually present things as kitty porn, but not actually cross the line. That's what that was about. And that's what they're actually advertising. Balenciaga, Balenciaga, Instagram, which is Facebook, is fine with it. It's weird. I mean, again, I'm not going to delete from C, from A. We got to get to B first. But it's weird. It's a very odd thing that Instagram is fine with. Balenciaga, which is one of, you know, a very large designing company in this in the world. Of course, I never heard of them before because I wear clothes like this. So I don't have any shoes on right now. So the thing is, I don't care, you know, because I have no idea there. But obviously a lot of people do. But this is allowed. It's I mean, this is strange that this is allowed. Look at this next one. Go to the next one for me. Other Jake Shields tweet. So these are some of the images Balenciaga's main stylist. How do you interpret or defend this? Here's the pics. Put the first one up for me. Go to the next one for me. Go to the next one for me. There you go. Tied up, tied up. Uh, I estimate eight-year-old girl, something like that. Go to the next one for me. Very strange. Come, you can bring it back to me. That's, that's, it's very odd, isn't it? 
I mean, this is these are designers. You ever seen that weirdo? Um, I'm trying to think, of, I just uh, Celine Dion video that Aaron and I played on the podcast. It's strange. This is weird stuff going on here with these people. These are this is a designer that sells to the the elite, as well as to the non-elite, but mainly probably to the elite. And they're all into these kitty picks, not to mention just kitty picks, but satanic picks, which of course child sacrifice is always a quintessential element of satanic worship. Strange, isn't it? And they're all they all like to kill babies in the womb too. It's just very strange stuff, is it not? And of course, they want all these kids vaccinated for an illness they can never die of. It's very odd, very, very odd behavior. Washington Times tweet, Balenciago, Balenciaga, I keep saying go, it's ga. But Balenciaga apologizes for new ad campaign that is accused of sexualizing children. How do you apologize exactly? This, this reminds me of the PayPal incident. Right? Remember PayPal? They come out and say that, you know, they, they, they themselves, remember, if you're going, like, just if you just use me and our, our small church staff here, actually, we have a large church, we have a small staff. Nobody posts anything without talking to me about Foundation Church. They can all do whatever they want on their own, on their own uh, social media pages, but nobody posts anything about Foundation Church or, or the Tom Lipley podcast without coming through me. Well, PayPal comes out and says, you know, you can, be, you can have $2,500 taken out of your account which you can never get back, which isn't even their money because they're nothing more than, what do you call it again here? What's PayPal? What do you call them? A payment process. They don't, have, they don't have any money. They have your money that they ship from one location to the next for you. But they'll take your money that isn't even theirs to hold and penalize you for putting out disinformation. It's, it's, and then they come out and they say, and that was out, put, on their, put on their social media posts, on Twitter, on Facebook, all that, you were going to find you for disinformation. And then they come out and say there was a mistake. It's not a mistake. And now, of course, it's back in. They said it was a mistake. They pulled it back. Nobody's going to be fine. But now everybody's being fined for disinformation. If you use PayPal, that's why you need to drop them. Well, Balenciaga's doing the exact same thing. They actually put out a photo in a studio of small children. They have small children tied up, small children masked, small children in pseudo-sado-masochistic sexual sort of situations. And then on the table, they've got a Supreme Court decision which allowed a certain element of kitty porn. And I mean, think about it. Now, do we now does Balenciaga? Is Balenciaga? Are they actually? Are they actually uh, trafficking children? We don't. I, I have no idea. I would assume they're not in the practice of it, but it would appear that they support the practice of it. It's very strange, isn't it? And, and Instagram's the same way. How do you put this? I mean, they all know what's in the pictures. Not to mention, why would you ever want to post a picture of a four-year-old girl in a, 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 a either a satanic situation or a sadomasochistic pseudo-sexual situation? Why would, why would that, why would anybody, why would that ever, has that ever enticed you? Why are they doing that? What, what exactly is going on? It's not like, you know, okay, we just apologize. We made a mistake. They need to make a mistake. That went through their, their accountability, their advisory, their, their, you know, their ownership, everything else. Everybody approved all those ads. All their higher-ups, all the elites inside of Balenciaga, they actually approved all that and then apologized for it 
I mean, look, look at that. Apologizes for new hate campaign uh, that is accused of sexualizing children. Apologize? Apologize for what? The only apology could be, you know what? We were in some form or fashion advocating for trafficking children sexually. That's the only way. That's the only way to apologize. There's no, well, this was a mistake. Here's Jake Seals' tweet. Here is Lada uh, Volkova, a top designer for Balenciaga and Adidas, by the way. Very strange, isn't it? These multi-international companies. Here's the pics that she puts out. I mean, this is this is weird. I mean, this is this is weird stuff. Again, I'm not making giant leaps. That's the problem. We inv- we get in we invalidate ourselves. Oh, Aaron, you're the best. We got that Celine Dion video. You're gonna see that in a second. I can see what's up before you. What's up next on my left side of my screen here? We, we I'm not making any leaps. See, we invalidate ourselves when we start that that's what happened with I'm, i was never a QAnon guy but i'm just saying that's QAnon was associated mainly with right wingers well this is going to be the day that joe biden gets arrested and trump is reinstalled as president oh okay there wasn't that day what's well, going to be 12 days from now then it's going to be this significant date which means this significant thing and you you just look like a raving idiot then so don't make leaps but we need to be exposing the darkness the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness cannot comprehend it. That we need to be doing those things. Everyone practicing evil hates the light, does not come to the light, lest their deeds be exposed. John 3.20, John 1.5, right before that. So we need to expose it and don't make any leaps. But when we do find the criminality, then those people need to be brought to justice, which they never are in love. Look at this weirdo Celine Dion ad. Many of you have seen it, but watch it. just watch it again just to bring it to the forefront. Play it for me. Our children, they are not really our children. For us, they are everything. As we are all just links in a never-ending chain that is life. Okay, I'm Celine Dion. So it's just weird. Uh, what he, what he's obviously that was about gender gender neutrality, but it's just very weird the fixation of the globalist leftist elite on children. It's very I mean, and we again we're not going to make any leaps, but there's a fixation there. And here's a Liz Churchill video: a child might go to meet a drag queen. And they read, this is from Ben Collins, elitist reporter, obviously staunch right-wing critic, Ben Collins from NBC. Here's his quote. A child might go, and you'll hear the quote over and over again on the video. A child might go to meet a drag queen and they read Dr. Seuss books and they have breakfast and it's not some hypersexual event. Then why is he going to a drag queen? I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. Why would a child ever go? It's not a sexual thing. 
then why is a child going to have a book read to him by Dr. Seuss by a drag queen? I mean, think about it. I mean, it's, if it's nonsensical and illogical, it's nefarious. It's, it's evil. It makes no sense. If, if somebody says, if you have a leftist elitist reporter like Ben Collins, and there's not a, there's not a lefty, left-wing ideology that he does not love, and he says that, you know, a child just goes to read a book, a Dr. Seuss book, with a drag queen, but there's nothing sexual about it. How does that make sense at all? Drag queen in and of itself is sexual. And you're putting a child in a pseudo-sexual situation. For what purpose? I, I, I just happen to remember the old days when it was my mother. How crazy I am. How old-fashioned I am. Old school. It was my mother. I was reading to me Dr. Seuss books. Strange. My mother who, by the way, is no right-winger. My mother never, my mother would never have brought me to a, I mean, I want you to think about this. I mean, I was born in 68, 54. I mean, we, we, we can, but I, I can look over here. My producer Aaron's 28. Obviously, my daughter's over here to my right. She's 22. My assistant Heather's over here. She's, I'm not going to guess her age, but in her late 30s. <laughs> Oh, uh, you never want to do that to a woman, but not that she cares, but we can, and even, and even the mix of generations in here only now in 2022 in 2021, has it become acceptable and culturally pleasing to the demonic culture that we live in first for a parent to bring their child to a drag queen, which is a male dressed as a woman with bulges everywhere and have that man who's dressed as a woman read a book to your child. Only now is that acceptable. How does it, does it make any sense? Is that, is that, is that progressivism? Because the left always likes to call themselves progressives. Explain to me the benefit of this. If there's, if it's illogical and nonsensical, it's nefarious. And so let's look at this Liz Churchill video. Ben Collins, you'll hear him talking over and over again in it. Play it for me. Have become they talk they they go there and they they read Dr. Seuss there. They read uh, regular books, uh, but it's read by a drag queen, and they you know they have breakfast. Uh, it is not some hypersexual event, but that's what it's viewed as on the far right. Uh, it is not some hypersexual event, but that's what it's viewed as on the far right. And these uh, it is not some hypersexual event, but that's what it's viewed as on the far right. Uh, it is not some hypersexual event, but that's what it's viewed as on the far right. You know, they have breakfast. Uh, it is not some hypersexual event, but that's what it's viewed as on the far right. Have breakfast. Uh, it is not some hypersexual event, but that's what it's viewed as on the far right. And these spaces have become dangerous places. You know, they have breakfast. Uh, it is not some hypersexual event, but that's what it's viewed as on the far right. But it's read by a drag queen, and they, you know, they have breakfast. Uh, it is not some hypersexual event, but that's what it's viewed as on the far right. So again, quote, and this guy's on NBC all the time, Ben Collins. Pull him up. He's all over social media. He comes across as this altruistic, soft-spoken, reasonable person. And he's saying that this is not sexual. Right here. This, this behavior is not. A child might go to meet a drag queen, and they read Dr. Seuss. I don't see a lot of reading going on, for one thing. I see a lot of sexualized dancing and I see a sign in the back that says it's not going to lick itself. There it is right there. 
That's all I see with a bunch of kids. But the, you know, you have your children. Now that's in that right there. We're right behind this man dressing dressing up as a woman in red here. Right behind this this man sexually dancing, you see the sign. It's not going to lick itself. Now explain to me how Ben Ben explain to me how that's not um, how that's not sexual. It's not going to lick itself, but only the far right view it as sexual. You have a bunch of children in a drag queen bar with men dressing up as women, again, with bulges everywhere, both false and real. And it's not a sexual event. It's only a sexual event to those of us on the quote-unquote far right. This is only a sexual event. For those of us on the far right, there's absolutely no, there's no, there's no way to extract any sort of sexual innuendo or sexual purposes or grooming out of any of this. You'd have to, you'd have to be a far right person to glean that out of these videos, right? See how a bunch of liars they are. And just so everybody knows, leave this up. These are the same people. These are the same people that tell you to put masks on. These are the same people that tell you that, that, you're, that there's there's too much CO2 in the air. That's a lie. The same people that told you you had to be vaccinated for a 99.9% survivable virus. Same people that told you it doesn't cause myocarditis. It only caused myocarditis. And then, and then backtrack and say, you know, it only caused myocarditis in young men. Now they've found out it causes myocarditis equally amongst all generations. Same people. Because it's the same narrative. Same people grabbing your guns or pimping and whoring this. Same people that, same thing are pushing, the same people that are pushing the climate agenda are pimping and whoring this. The vax agenda, pimping and whoring this. World Economic Forum, pimping and whoring this. Democratic Party, pimping and whoring this. But all the Christians don't see the delineation. Because here, well, I, I, I take that back. The Christians see a delineation. There is no delineation between people that allegedly were trying to save your lives from COVID and these people. There is none. They are the exact same people pushing the exact same control submission narrative same people gun you, you all the christians well, I, I, nobody's gonna take nobody, nobody's gonna take come and take my guns they can't put masks on you and you were fine with it you're spineless you're a spineless little worm unless you come out and said i was wrong i repent like andrew tate talked about in the pregame same people same agenda all linked up climate vax COVID, gun grabbing Gay marriage, transgender, all the exact same anti-Christ spirit. Now let's go to the next thing. YouTube video, Project Veritas, allowed back on Twitter by Elon Musk. Good job there. Whenever there's good, you got to point it out. Not just bad. Point out the good. YouTube video, Health and Human Service, uh, HHS, Health and Human Services, whistleblower says government complicit in trafficking Complicit in trafficking, child admits being pimped by sponsor. Listen to this video, play it for me. The tax dollars of people who are listening are paying to put children in the hands of criminals. And I said, look, I said, I need to make you aware. And they said, Tara, we don't get sued by traffickers. A government whistleblower with the Council of Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency has stepped forward to Project Veritas to detail her harrowing experience assisting with the placement of unaccompanied migrant children, the Department of Health and Human Services. In 2021, this whistleblower volunteered to assist HHS with the placement of unaccompanied minors and was deployed to the Migrant Emergency Intake Site in Pomona, California. There, she witnessed the agency failing these children, as she puts it, doing the work of the cartels on your tax dollars. These vulnerable children, we care for them, we clothe them, we feed them. We 
your dollars and my dollars, we fly that product directly to the trafficker. God forbid it's sex trafficking. Project Veritas embarked on a nine-month investigation across the country to corroborate our whistleblower's claims. So he attempted to traffic children, and he's still at address in Texas. Yes, we have 44 unaccompanied children at that address. We have 25 unaccompanied children at that address. Project Veritas put boots on the ground, visiting scores of addresses the whistleblower shared from case files she worked on. What we found was shocking. Young children living with multiple older, unrelated men. And in one case from Gulf Freeway in Houston, Texas, a young girl who admits to her female sponsor using her for sex work. ¿Quién te patrocinó a ti? Tía, pero me corrió en la casa. Bueno, no sé, porque ella me ofrecía. Ya no me gustaba eso. ¿Te ofrecía qué? Me ofrecía con los hombres. Pero ella, ¿cuántos hombres ella te obligó a estar con cuántos hombres? Bueno, con muchos. Ni porque no me gustaba lo que me hacía. Me obligaba. ¿Ella de verdad fue, era tu tía o fue alguien que se... Porque ella me conocía desde chiquita, pero yo no la conocía. I don't believe that this is something that HHS wants people to know. So tell me about your experience in the federal government. So I've been a federal employee for over 19 years. I'm a GS-14. I work for the Council of the Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency. We combat fraud, waste, and abuse in federal programs. I've seen that there are large numbers of children who are being sent to the same location in some areas within a few square miles. There are over 300 unaccompanied children who have been released. It's just strange that HHS knows there's a lot of children going to one area, and yet they're not doing anything to say there's going to be a mandatory home study before we send one more child here. One of the things that has occurred in this administration is that they have relaxed a lot of the stringent vetting by creating these additional field guidances. And there's a focus on move the children as opposed to place children in safe homes. Right now, it is speed over safety. Move the children 10 to 15 days. I am holding Field Guidance 10 from HHS, which was enacted in March 2021. This guideline pushes expedited release of unaccompanied children to sponsors, according to our whistleblower, within 14 days after processing. And what sorts of fraud have you witnessed? Uh, name fraud, legal document fraud? So we had some cases, uh, it's specifically in Austin, where a sponsor was attempting to simultaneously sponsor two unaccompanied children. In one application, said his address was at one location, and then for the next child, he used a different address of a neighboring apartment building. Mm. So same person sponsoring at two separate addresses. And who's he? Um, so the sponsor here mm. 
Edgar. ¿Cómo se llama usted? Yo me llamo Edgar. ¿Edgar qué? Sí, Edgar, Edgar Tiul. Tiul. Ah, oh, mucho gusto, Edgar. Sí. ¿Eres de Guatemala? Sí. Ah, mucho gusto. ¿Y cuándo llegaste aquí a Estados Unidos? Un, un año. ¿Cuántos adultos hay aquí? ¿Cinco, seis? Aquí somos... O sea, como cinco. ¿Como cinco? Sí. ¿Todos hombres? Sí, hombres. ¿Y algún niño? No. ¿En algún momento has patrocinado a algún niño, Edgar? No. Ninguno. Ninguno. So he attempted to traffic children, and he's still at... Now that video goes on for 12 minutes, and make sure you find it. It's really... I, I watched the whole thing. It's very good, and there's a part... I believe there's a part two coming up afterwards. So what you have is the federal government expediting children. All of Trump's rules... Whether, whether it's Remain in Mexico, Trump, Trump had stringent rules about placing children. Yes, they were actually held in Biden's cages, in Barack Obama's and Biden's cages, which were just transformed into airless plexiglass cages by Joe Biden. But they were held in cages while they were being placed. But cages, by the way, these are not cages. They're cells where illegal immigrants should be while they're vetted and while you're vetting where you're going to put unaccompanied children. Now, why, why is it that every single policy of the globalist left hurts kids, hurts them in the womb, hurts them out the womb, outside of the womb, kills them in the womb, outside the womb, on their way out of the womb. Every single policy, think about it. Every policy that they advocate for the globalist left, i.e. the democratic party, Why is it that every last policy that they advocate kills or hurts children? Why is that? And, and, the, and, and one of their, their grand masters, of course, is Bill Gates, who wants to lower the Earth's population. And all these same exact people who want to, who want to vaccinate six, starting at six months old For a virus, they have no chance of dying of at all. In a va and it's an experimental mRNA gene-altering vaccination that is already also proved to sterilize children and sterilize young men and sterilize young women. Not one thing the globalist leftists do. And they claim to be, they're all up in arms with AOC bawling at the border, by the way, which turned out, of course, to be a, with a staged photo op of her crying outside Of, the, of a CBP station, but she was just crying outside of a parking lot that happened to have a chain link fence. So she was just crying outside of a parking lot. The very same AOC who's crying about a three or four year old Guatemalan child in a cage while, while whoever they're going to be put into the home of is vetted while she's bawling her brains out. Two things. First of all, she would gleefully butcher that child in the womb, not three years, if the child's three years old, not three years ago, gleefully. Piece by bloody piece, pulled out of the mother's room. No problem whatsoever. Now what she's advocated for, herself, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, crying over kids in cages, even though they built the cages and put the kids in the cages. And at a higher caging of kids rate than Donald Trump ever had. Now they've actually, the AOCs, the Kamala Harris's, the Joe Bidens, The Liz Warrens, all of them, of course, Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, all these people who have this deep compassion for all these kids they would gleefully abort in the womb. Now their policies allows the federal government to actually finance these kids being trafficked to pimps. As you saw in the video, that was all paid for by you and me. 
You had a girl saying, I don't know how many times my aunt, and then she was questioned, is this person your aunt? No, it's just somebody who told me that she's known me for a long time. That's who our federal government, our federal government headed by Joe Biden, not Donald Trump. This was not occurring during the Trump administration at all. The kids were being held at the border and then the locations where they were placed were properly vetted. That's why you didn't see any of these stories. Why are these stories happening now? Joe Biden's now allowed 5 million people to cross the border since he's been president that we know of. That's not counting getaways. That's not counting the people we don't know. So it's probably twice that. But when Trump was president, they actually vetted where they placed these kids. That's not happening anymore. No more vetting. So you have this poor girl who looked like she was in about the range of somewhere between 13 and 16 who gets put in her aunt's home, a woman she says is not her aunt, but, and, and placed there, she's bust there using your tax dollars, placed there using your tax dollars. They're, they're, they're probably paying the person to house her using your tax dollars while she's being pimped to so many men she couldn't name them. And by the way, primarily this is happening with the Guatemalan population in that video. Who knows how many other populations would be represented in similar videos. That's, what, that's, that's the state of our country. You're like, Tom, why do, you, why do you show all of these dark things when you're a preacher, you're, you're, you're a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ because we're in a spiritual war. For though we walk in the flesh, in other words, in other, we, we live in the flesh, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So here's the thing with that. If you go into Ephesians chapter 6, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take under you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand. So if you, if you know that you're in a war, you're asked, and again, I go back to my original question, Tom, why do you show all these dark things? Well, you have to know who you're fighting against, correct? I do not run like a man running gamelessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified from the prize. You need to know who it is that you're fighting against. You actually have to know. And who are we fighting against? It's a spiritual warfare. And, and our enemy has infiltrated our own ranks inside the evangelical community. The, the antichrist agenda is firmly in place in 99.9% of churches. Woke, avoiding Bible verses, avoiding hellfire brimstone preaching, telling people you can never lose your salvation, telling people that it's a spiritual journey, a fresh start, or a new beginning instead of a conversion. That you have to turn from sin. That the answers are not taking vaccines and masking, but it's binding and loosing and standing in faith. Instead of making the word of God of no effect through your tradition of capitulation. You have to name who it is you're fighting against. We're fighting against, you can see the devil because the devil always comes after kids. The kids are always the ones that, you go back to ancient civilizations that were untouched by missionaries, they're all sacrificing kids. And the ones that were touched by missionaries are sacrificing kids. And the ones before there were missionaries were sacrificing kids. Abortion is a grand sacrifice. 41.2 million aborted babies per year that we know of worldwide. And they talk about COVID and then all these people come up to you and they're concerned about your health. The very people that butcher 41 million people a year before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Jeremiah 1.5, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. 
And in your book, they all were written the days fashioned for me before, when, yet, when yet before that they, were, they were unknown. Psalm 139, 16, Jeremiah 1, 5. Think about it. These are these, you have to identify your enemies. It's very easy. That's why I put out all these stories. So you see it. What do we do with it? You pray against it and you stand against it. You give against it. Who's standing? Who's not? I talked about this last night. I spoke at the stand at Pastor Rodney Howard Brown's church at the River Church in Tampa Bay last night. When you give, whether it's finances, whether it's your prayer life, whether it's your time, your talents, your efforts, when you give, don't give to some bent over church, some spineless little worm pastor who likes to talk in a monotone tone to show how I'm so, I just want everybody to know that I'm just so reasonable. Don't give to that. We, this is a war. And you can, you can spot the Antichrist spirit with those who want to harm children. Speaking of that, here's Dan Andrews. And this is from educationvictoriagov.australia. So this is their official government publication. You may not be able to read it. I can barely read it, but I'm going to read it to you. There's, there may be, this is the highlighted areas, the yellow areas. There may be circumstances in which students wish or need to undertake gender transition without the consent of their parent for their, thank you, Aaron, I don't know what that, or I don't know what that means. And or without consulting medical practitioners. So they can, a kid, leave this up for me just the way you got it. So a kid can get transitioned, have their breasts lopped off, their penises lopped off, their testicles lopped off without their parents' permission or the consent of a doctor. It's what Dan Andrews stands for. He's a globalist leftist, world economic forum actor. When I say actor, I don't mean crisis actor. I mean, he's an acolyte for the world economic forum in the Belt and Road Initiative for China, which is an acolyte of the World Economic Forum. All in this together, Justin Trudeau and the rest of them. If the parent, bottom uh, highlighted area, if the parents will not consent to the contents of a student's support plan, it will be necessary for the school to consider whether the student is a mature minor. So in other words, a, the, the leftists will decide whether the leftist narrative, the leftist agenda will be implemented into a child's personal life. Parents removed once again. So you got an eight-year-old boy who says, you know what, I'm a girl. You know what, we, 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 as a, we as leftists are going to decide whether to impose our leftist narrative upon this eight-year-old. So that's, that's a, real neutral, uh, a real neutral governance you know, that's going on inside the school, right? The leftists making the determination whether to initiate le- their leftist agenda onto an eight-year-old child. Well, you know, we deem... We deem that he's mature enough to make the, make the decision. Don't need to contact a, a medical professional. Definitely don't need to contact the parents. Schedule him to have his penis lopped off along with his testicles. Without a parent ever even knowing. They've deemed that he it qualifies. Qualifies. What, they make the decision. You have leftists making a decision whether or not to impose leftism on a child. That's what you call bias, extreme bias, and people will never be the same because of it. How many people are we seeing now coming out on social media regretting, especially young women, now that they're 25, 26 years old? You know, things have a, things have a tendency to change between when you're 12 and you're 28. Things change just a smidge. And then at 14 years old, they go up to the Boston Child, uh, Children's Hospital who claimed for over, a, you know, for who knows how long, for all of 2022 until they were exposed. And then, of course, they usher in the Democratic Party narrative which said they're getting death threats. 
Well, they, they denied all year long that they do child transition surgeries, top surgeries, bottom surgeries. In other words, where they invert a woman's vagina into a penis or invert a man's penis into a vagina. They don't do any of that until they're exposed. If they did, on people, old, young, young, juveniles, the, the definition of juveniles, anybody under the age of 18. So you have leftists deciding whether or not to impose leftism on a child. But people have a tendency to change. And when they, when, they, when they say, you know what, I'm 13 years old, I'm going to drive up to Boston Children's Hospital and have my penis lopped off, they have a tendency to regret that when they're 27. But none of these people care. Because you know what, it, you know, when somebody has their penis lopped off, guess what that means? They can't produce children. When you have your vagina inverted into a penis that will never produce semen, guess what that does? That causes the person never to be able to produce children. Right? See, it's all the same narrative. If you have transgenderism going on, those are men dressed as women that will never produce children. <laughs> it's, that's, the, that's the point of it all. Homosexuality, men having sex with men, women having sex with women, all pushed by the globalist left, they'll never have children. The race agenda. White people now are too guilt-ridden to have children or too scared of climate change to have children. That's the point of it all. The devil hates souls. And the devil hates souls that are, that are trying to save souls and saved souls. Now, I had to throw this in here. Now, you will switch topics here. Col- uh, Colton Dun- Duncan video. I had to show you this video. Switching to the election. This is in Maricopa County, of course, where, they, where you had the election stolen from Katie Hobbs. I mean, from uh, Carrie Lake and given to Katie Hobbs, who did the typical Democratic Party strategy now of just hiding the entire time not debating, just sitting in your basement hoping for, hoping for urban centers to produce enough ballots for you to win, as what happened in 2020 to President Trump, who also was, the election was stolen from him. So, and that, of course, gets you kicked off of social media for saying things like that without any proof that anything that I just said was not correct, without any proof. So, I had to throw this in here because... This, you have a poll worker. Here's, here's, the, here's the actual description of the video. Poll worker explains how the entire polling location was inoperable when they opened on election day. <laughs> this is getting very, very bad. So here you have it. This, uh, this entire polling station was inoperable on election day. Now, the, ver- the, the part at the ver- very beginning when it, co- when it comes to these, uh, these voting machines, the computerized voting machines, whether it's Dominion or any other company, always saying... Remember, when you watch this video, because I want to put this in your I want to put this plant the seed in your mind. When you're watching this video, what do they always say? That they're not hooked up to the internet. Play for me, other. Tom Vonick, I am a Maricopa County resident. Um, I worked as a registration clerk at the Dysart Community Center at 14414 North El Mirage Road on November 7th and 8th. On November 7th, we had a few issues with the printers. But uh, by the end of the day, we had everything functioning properly. On the 8th, we arrived for our shift at 5.30 a.m. When we started our equipment check, none of the site books would connect to the server. We couldn't even access the time clock to punch in. These are the machines that don't connect to the Internet, but they wouldn't connect to the Internet, so we we couldn't start our day. Anyway, our troubleshooter was not on site and could not immediately be reached, so we called the county hotline. The hotline was unable to resolve our issues, so we asked for a T-Tech to be dispatched to our location. Meanwhile, voters began to show up, and we started explaining to them what was going on. 
By 6 a.m., we had a small crowd, 10 to 15 voters, and we had to tell them we had no way of checking them in. They could either wait for the problem to be resolved or go to another polling location to vote. Most of them left. Eventually, our troubleshooter showed up but could not fix the problem, and he suggested that we continue to wait for the T-TECH. While we were waiting, more voters showed up and had to be given their options. At least 50 people were turned away in this process. The T-TECH eventually showed up and got the site books to communicate with the main server, so we were able to clock in for our shift, but there was still a communication issue with the printers. When we finally ran test prints and it looked like the issue was fixed, we announced that the polls were open and I checked in the first voter. It was now about 7 a.m. The first voter was checked in, but the printer immediately failed to print her ballot. We again started scrambling to figure out the problem and managed to get it resolved fairly quickly. We were officially in business, but we All were right. over I'm an so hour I'm so sorry. Your, your time is... Of course, this time is up. But here's the thing. The most poignant part of the speech that he gave was the machines that are not, are not allowed to hook up to the internet, are never connected to the internet. We couldn't start our day because they weren't hooked up to the internet. So the polling machine, the, the vote tabulating machines that are not hooked up to the internet didn't work until they were hooked up to the internet or can't work until they're hooked up to the internet. That's illogical and nonsensical. So what is it? It's nefarious. We've been told now since 2020, that these Dominion voting machines, the various other labeled voting machines from other companies, that they don't hook up to the internet when we've seen over and over again that they don't work unless they're hooked to the internet. And if they're hooked to the internet, they can be hacked. And they were hacked and they are hacked. And a lot of those tabulations are done in China from these, from these voting machines. So you say you have a poll worker in Maricopa County, this is a guy. He's logging in. He's either volunteering. He's getting paid to work at this polling station. He comes in and says, you know what? The computers are down and the very computers that are not allowed to be hooked to the internet don't work until they're hooked to the internet. The problem, the reason why they weren't working was because they couldn't hook up to the internet. It's nefarious. If that doesn't make any sense and we're told by Democrats over and over again, free and fair elections and then all these, all these the voting machines are never hooked to the internet and they don't work unless they're up to the internet. And that's illogical and nonsensical, so it's nefarious. It's a bold-faced, propagandist, gaslit lies. All right, Rebel Cat tweet. The guy on the left, I'll show you the pic in a second, is Nancy Pelosi's son-in-law. He helped film the insurrection on January 6th. So you have Nancy Pelosi, very strange. I just threw this in here on, just under the guise of elections. So here we are in Jan- back, going back to January of 2021, January 6th, 2021. Very coincidental that you have Nancy Pelosi's son-in-law, Nancy Pelosi, who refused to call in the National Guard, which would have easily squashed the remember the insurrection that lasted two and a half hours, two and a half hours, an insurrection that lasted two and a half hours, not two and a half years, not two and a half months, not two and a half weeks, not two and a half days, two and a half hours. So you have an insurrection last two and a half hours. Nobody, not one person armed, and Trump requested ten to thirty thousand National Guard troops to be present. Nancy Pelosi refuses to do that. Mario Bowser receives the same request from President Trump. You need to, you need to station 10,000 National Guard troops there. Easy would have squashed an unarmed insurrection, right, easily. Nancy Pelosi refuses to do that. On that same day, her son-in-law, 
is actually filming the insurrection. That's strange coincidence, isn't it? Almost like it was planned. Almost like it was planned. You have the FBI, Christopher Wray, who refuses to answer the question, did you have people inside the Capitol dressed in Trump garb before they actually opened the doors to allow in the insurrectionists? He refused to answer that because it's an ongoing investigation as if answering yay or nay to that question would damage the investigation. Nobody's asking for names or asking yes or no. Did you have people dressed in MAGA hats and MAGA gear inside the Capitol prior to the doors being opened on 1-6? He won't answer that. Nancy Pelosi receives numerous calls. Her office receives numerous calls from who? Ray Epps, who is encouraging people. That's a fact, by the way. Absolute fact. Her office received numerous phone calls, numerous communiques between Nancy Pelosi and Ray Epps. All of her emails and phone records are classified and redacted, right? Of course. And it just happens to be that day. And of course, Christopher Ray also won't answer this question. Well, I'll say this first. The top eight people or eight people inside of the Oath Keepers are all FBI informants. Number two in the Oath Keepers is an FBI informant. All planned, all in the crowd, all planted in the crowd. Christopher Ray won't answer the question about how many operatives did you have in the crowd. Did any of the people, he won't answer this question either. Did any of those operatives, either informants or FBI agents themselves, actually instigate violence? See, those should be yes or no questions. Did you have anybody inside the Capitol building dressed in Trump garb prior to the Capitol Police opening up the doors voluntarily? Did you have anybody? Won't answer that. How many operatives did you have in the crowd? Won't answer that. Did any of those operatives actually commit felonies or commit acts of violence? Won't answer that. Those are all BS or no questions. They don't damage the integrity of an investigation. They don't damage the outcome or the outcome possibilities of an investigation at all. They don't, but he won't answer those questions. And in the midst of all that, when you have Ray Epps calling Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi refusing to put National Guard troops that would have easily quelled a few hundred people that entered the Capitol, easily quelled that, who are unarmed, when they're standing there with fully up-armored uh, vehicles and bodies and weaponry, would have easily quelled it. She doesn't want any of that to happen. And in the midst of all of that, her son-in-law is out there filming it. Look who he was actually standing next to. Put the next one up for me. There you go. There he is, right there. Interesting, the Viking guy who stormed the Capitol. Stormed, that's, that's a reach. That, well, he stormed, right? They're, they're putting it in quotes. Stormed the Capitol. Was with, was with this other dude. Who is he? Michael Voss, who is married to Nancy Pelosi's daughter, Alexandria. But, but I'm sure this is all just a coincidence. Very strange, isn't it? Refuses the National Guard. FBI had operatives inside of the Capitol. If they didn't, they tell you they didn't. They had operatives in the crowd, refused to answer whether or not they stirred up violence. And then, of course, Nancy Pelosi's talking to Ray Epps, too. Her office is having communicate with Ray Epps, who's urging people to the Capitol. It's, all, it's, all, it's as if it's all a setup. Strange, isn't it? Very strange. And you see, I was, you know, I was a cop, as you know, if you've watched this podcast, I was a cop myself, 1992, 2017. I understand about the integrity of investigations. But you can answer questions about ongoing investigations as long as it doesn't damage the integrity of the investigation or doesn't, doesn't damage the ability of the investigation to come to fruition one way or the other. That's all. That, ask, stating, asking, did you have operatives in the crowd? How does that damage any ongoing investigation? Did any of your operatives inside the crowd actually commit felonies or acts of violence? How does that damage the investigation? Did you have operatives inside of the Capitol wearing Trump gear prior to the Capitol Police opening the doors and allowing the insurrectionists in? How does that, yes or no? How does that damage the investigation? Nancy Pelosi, why are all her phone rest records sequestered? Why are all they deemed classified and redacted? Why? That's all coming to an end. If the incoming 
Republican-controlled House has a spine, this will all be this will all be exposed. Or you just have a bunch of people pleading the fifth, which is fine too. Get them under oath. Get them under oath. And let's see what happens. All right, switching to vaccines. Connie, uh, Connie Farber tweet. My daughter is in an urn. I want you to think about that after somebody pimps and whores a vaccine to you. My daughter is in an urn on the dining room table, thanks to the vax, dead in just four days. Here she is right here. This is a, na- go to the next one for me, Heather. Nashville Angela video. Here she is. Play it for me. you ever daughter gets vaccinated dies four days later very strange isn't it ever had a medical history never had any medical problems now she's dead but what are the what do the medical now this is this is from last week you have all these people dropping dead myocarditis uh, capillary blood clotting ade dropping dead more people have died of omicron than the alpha variant the least virulent variant more people have died of the least virulent variant then all the other combined, Alpha and Delta, more people. So the more people have died vaccinated from Omicron than Alpha and Delta, which you had mixed, vaxxed, and unvaxxed people combined. And what? And now you have this Jolene, perfectly healthy, beautiful woman, dead in four days after being vaccinated. And what does Doctor Jaw, the head of the, the the COVID task force for the White House, what is she? Te- what is he telling everybody to do? Play it for me. The best way I believe to counter misinformation and disinformation is to spread good information, to spread in science-based information, to have trusted voices. So I started my comments by reminding everybody that America's physicians, like the real leaders of American medicine, the people you trust for your cancer care and your heart care and your pediatrics care are out there telling you you need to go get a vaccine. You can decide to trust America's physicians or you can trust some random dude on Twitter. Like those are your choices. What about the dead girl, Dr. Shaw? What about the what about all the dead people? You, you just using the VARES report, which has been basically which has been run by this which is run by the CDC, alleging thirty some odd thousand deaths, which of course there's only one vein of eleven that gets reported, and so it's really thirty thousand times eleven. That's how many people have really died of the vaccine if it's an accurate VARES report, which is alleged in the Thomas Reds federal lawsuit. However, so you have people dropping dead all over the place, and Dr. Jaw say, and of course, and, and it's not just okay. Lots of people are dropping dead. Five million people, five billion people have been vaccinated to some extent around the globe. So this is all this Holocaust has only just begun. We're only we're only a year into this thing, a year and a half into this thing. So it's not it's not just that, but it's what I said earlier. Think about the science behind more people dying of Omicron than Delta and Alpha combined. Think about that. More people have died of Omicron, which is the least deadly. It's, 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 I don't even like to use the word deadly because alpha was 99.9% survival, Axe Force, Lionitis, Stanford study. So least deadly out of that 0.1% possibility of dying is the Omicron variant. And more people have died of Omicron than alpha. Think about that. More people have died 
of Omicron, the least virulent, virulent, the least virulent variant of all. More people have died of that than the Alpha variant. And nobody was vaccinated during the Alpha variant. And you have Dr. Shaw who's coming out and saying, you're going to trust some rando Twitter guy over me? Yeah, I am. We have a better chance. If I just picked, if I picked a 10-year-old girl off the street, we'd have a better chance of of a well-run country, CDC, NIH, COVID task force, we'd we'd have a better chance of a well-run any of those institutions with that 10-year-old girl who knows nothing than any of these people because they're demonically agenda-driven. If you're sitting there and you're Dr. Jaw and more people have died, think about it, using their own numbers against them. I'm not saying this, I don't believe this stuff is COVID. But just pretending for a moment that their numbers are accurate. Again, pretending. You have 750,000 people have died of COVID-19 under the Biden administration and the entire Biden administration has been covered by this vaccine that Dr. Jaw is telling you to take. And prior to that, the whole year prior to that, because it started in March of 2020. So all that whole year, the epicenter of the worst variant, the alpha, allegedly, it's, it for sure is the worst variant, of course, but again, it's 0.1% post-infection death rate. Less than the flu for anybody under the age of 50, less than the flu. And the same as the flu from 50 to 70, and about the same as the flu is 80 and beyond. A little bit worse for 80 and beyond. At the alpha, at alpha time. So, Dr. Jaw, when you have, during that first year, about 330,000 people died. I don't believe in these numbers. I'm just telling you that's what the CDC reports. So, you have all the people, you have basically two and a half times as many people have died of COVID since the release of the vaccine, since the vaccine rollout. And you have this guy telling you to take the vaccine. Very strange, once again. They're against children ever being born, and they're against you after you are born. That's always a sign of a demonic influence. Here's a James Melville video. It's pretty clear. Young people don't get sick from disease very often. Of course, it's Bill Gates. We probably, if we knew what we know today, which they did know, we would have shut, we would have shut down schools a lot less than we did during the pandemic. Play for me. There's a lot of uncertainty about, for example, school shutdowns. Right. Uh, to this day, you know, there's still arguments about uh, how many cases that avoided, it's pretty clear because young people uh, don't get sick from the disease very often, uh, that we probably, if we knew everything we know today, we would have shut schools down a lot less than we did during this pandemic. I mean, yes, it's tricky for the elder adults, it's tricky uh, in a lot of ways. And you mean by that high school and under? Exactly. Uh, You know, for college going virtual, tends to work awfully well. The infection levels are a little higher as you get up into that age group. But K through 12, we have a learning deficit that will take us a long time to erase that. And sadly, it's a deficit where the inner city is where it's almost two years, suburban schools less, private schools in some cases, uh, like my kids, almost no deficit at all. So the only reason why Billy makes any admonitions whatsoever, any admissions whatsoever, is because 
of all the studies that have come out. Basically, they cannot, none of them, not Bill Gates, not Anthony Fauci, not Francis Collins, not Joe Biden, no globalist leftist who, leftist who has pimped and hoard this COVID narrative and vaccine narrative for the last 32 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. They can't even prove that one healthy child has died of COVID. Not one. They can't prove it one. Not one. So they, because of that, he has to make these admissions. But notice that he still advocates for college students to be vaccinated. Well, they, they do well with Zoom or, or isolated or lockdown. He still completely and totally advocates for COVID mitigations, including vaccines, against college kids. Well, explain to me how a college kid who's 18, you're saying that if we knew, if we knew then what we know now, we wouldn't have locked a 13-year-old out of their classroom, but yet we're still in favor of locking, of locking an 18-year-old out of the classroom. We have the exact same survival and death rate from COVID-19, which is far less than the flu. Seven, both of them, seven to 20 times more likely to die of the flu than COVID-19. See how it's all just an agenda? There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing sensical about what he said, nothing logical about what he said, so there has to be a nefarious purpose. If you're saying, you know what, we, if we knew then what we know now, we wouldn't have locked out a 13-year-old. Well, now you do know now. You now know that a 13-year-old has a zero is a has a zero percent chance, a statistical statistically zero percent chance of dying of COVID. It's not a significant vector of COVID. Same as an 18-year-old that you want locked off of campus and vaxxed five times. How does that make any sense to anybody? They have the exact same Axe First Lionitis Stanford study, post-infection survival and death rate. Same. But yet one you want fully vaxxed and locked out of their school. But now, but, but the other one, now you're like, well, if, we, if, if we knew then what we know now, we wouldn't have closed their school. Then why are you still closing schools? You're just closing for slightly higher uh, age groups. But when the science isn't there to do any of it. And he sounds so reasonable. And my producer Aaron brought this up. Out of the Atlantic, all these idiots like him are asking for COVID amnesty because of the whole, if we knew then what we know now slogan statement they did know if i knew axe force lionitis coming out of stanford in april of 2020 he knew it or my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge i will also reject you maybe you knew it just rejected because he can't push forth his lowering his lowering of the population narrative and agenda on the world without COVID 19 without climate change Nothing ever, not one thing these people ever did had anything to do with your health, ever. Not one second. Well, we just didn't know that first two weeks. That's bull crap. It's bull crap. It's all lies. Neil Ferguson coming out saying there's a 3% death rate. Bull-faced lies. All of it was lies. They knew it, and they have to back off as the darkness gets exposed by the light. They have to back off. That's why you keep pushing. You keep pushing, and you keep pushing. Expose them every second. That statement was absolutely nonsensical, what Bill Gates just said. All right, Jake Snyder video. Here's, here's Fauci coming out of the holidays. Should parents expect schools to shut down? Play it for me. So yeah. coming out of the holidays, should parents expect schools to shut down? I don't know, uh, uh, Margaret. I'm not sure. When, when you talk about shutting down schools, there's always... The collateral That's also radioactive. <laughs> exactly. There's always the collateral issue. So you have to balance and you do it in real time, depending upon the viral load of disease in your region, whether 
you know, the upper northeast may be quite different from the southwest, from the, from the, from the Pacific coast, from the upper northwest. So you have to have the local authorities evaluate on a situation-by-situation -situation basis the, the potential collateral deleterious effects with the effects of what might happen if you have so many kids getting Back to the whole narrative. We only, if we only knew then what we know now, the man is still saying, I don't know. If we only knew then what we know now, the man just answered the question. I don't know. I'm not sure. You know why? Because the man has never looked under a microscope in his life when it comes to COVID-19. Not it has never solved any problem, never cured any sickness, never looked at any patients. The man knows absolutely nothing. And remember, that video is not from 2021. That is from the week prior. That is the week of Thanksgiving is where that came from. November 2022, week of Thanksgiving. So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of last week. That's where that video is. Never ends with these people. Well, should the parents be expecting lockdowns? Just had Bill Gates say, if we only knew that when we know now, we wouldn't lock down schools. But here you have Fauci saying, oh yeah, you can just pretty much plan on locking down again. For what purpose? For what? The kids don't, the kids don't spread it. The kids don't get it. The kids don't hospitalize. The kids don't, the kids don't die of it at all. And if, if the vaccine works and all the, all the, the, the teachers are all globalist leftists anyways, are all lined up for their fifth vaccine, they all should be safe anyway. Even the kids aren't vaccinated. But here he is. It never ends. Here we go. Wittgenstein video. Fauci, the real danger is in the people who have not been vaccinated. Play it for me. And vaccinated and unboosted versus vaccinated plus boosted. That doesn't mean you shouldn't get boosted. But the real danger is in the people who have not been vaccinated. So that's where we expect if we're going to see a problem this winter, it's going to. Again, for the, from the week of, of Thanksgiving this year, 2022, November 2022, it's still a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Where's the statistical data that backs that up at all? Where's the statistical data that proves that at all? There's a, there is none. Again, Tom, this is negative, negative, negative. You're a gospel preacher. Tell us what you have to identify your enemy. There he is. And listen, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So it's not Fauci himself. It's the rhetoric that he's spouting, the spirit behind the, what he's spouting. It's all bold-faced lies. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. John 8, 44. Here it is. Trying to get more and more people vaccinated so more and more people drop dead or are infirmed and have to depend on the government for blood thinners for the rest of their life. That's the plan for these people. That's the plan of these people. To kill you or get you dependent on government in one form or fashion. CBDC currency, then the government can turn your money off. Myocarditis, you're on medication for the rest of your life. Blood clots on medication for the rest of your life. That's what they want. And that way, if you're on medication for the rest of your life and dependent on medication, they can manipulate you and say, you know what? We won't give you your medication unless you vote the right way, unless you believe the right way, unless you speak the right way. It's the purpose of it all. Brian Kilme video, flip-flopping Fauci. This is a great video. Play it for me. Fox News Medical contributor Dr. Marty McCary joins us now. Uh, doctor, great to see you. Your thoughts on Fauci's legacy and leadership through the pandemic. Good morning, Brian. Well, Dr. Fauci, instead of waiting for the science, should have been doing that research himself. His very primary job is to fund research or conduct it himself. So when the entire country was told for months to wash their hands like crazy, he could have done that experiment in 24 hours himself to establish that it was airborne. And the list goes on and on of subjects like that. School masking, the dosing separation of the vaccine, that interval should have been closer to three months, not three weeks. That head-to-head -head study was never done. 
So many kids got myocarditis that didn't need to get it. And the risk of COVID in healthy kids was never studied by his agency. So on and on the list goes of areas where they could have done the research and instead he was waiting for the research. Right, and never backtracked and said, you know, we got bad information. What I was telling you last month, it was a, it was a problem. Let me tell you what's go, what I know now. Instead, he just moved on as if we would have short-term memory loss and didn't realize that he made us wear masks outside when you could not get it from somebody outside. He did not admit that telling 13-year-olds to play sports with a mask on would be a problem and ridiculous and counterproductive. He was telling us last Christmas not to get together again. Well, is that out of his lane? Well, even worse is the idea that if you had a different opinion, that you were misinformation. And we heard that again yesterday in Dr. Fauci's press conference, even criticizing media outlets that broadcast different opinions. Now, look, well, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but there, show me the risk in healthy kids of COVID, and then we can have a conversation if we know the risk of the vaccine. Dr. Fauci and Burks and all of them are HIV researchers. That's where they come from. Walensky, all of them are HIV researchers, and they bring their in HIV, there is no natural immunity. And in HIV, they said over and over again, everyone is at equal risk. That's not the case with COVID. Right. Uh, also, I think it's important to point out, too, that... Bring it back to me. So there you go. And again, just so you look at that, you look at the, the, these people all come from HIV, which HIV at the time when it first came out, of course, it was a death sentence. Not one person survived HIV as a virus that leads to AIDS. So nobody survived. That's how they looked at COVID, a 99.9% survival virus in comparison to a 0% survival virus. That's their mindset. Not to mention the globalist narrative, but that's their mindset. They use that mindset to usher in their globalist agenda. Fauci's a World Economic Forum guy, uh, you know, a... Uh, get on the Gates vaccine, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates vaccine board. He's on all of that. But here's the interesting part about that video is, is that Fauci with a $45 billion budget, $45 billion budget at the NIH. And he runs the NIAID portion of that. So he has billions of dollars coming his way of which he wants no congressional accountability whatsoever. Refuses, refuses to answer any questions about royalties going to researchers, including himself. But he always was standing around waiting for studies, waiting for studies from who? New Delhi? Papua New Guinea, Australia, why, why, why the foremost scientifically proficient country on the planet's not doing the studies themselves? You got Fauci sitting around and Scott Atlas backed this up. Scott Atlas, who was a late addition to the Trump White House vaccine advisory board, said that Fauci and Burks came to meetings mispronouncing medical terms, never had any studies and were woefully unprepared. That's Anthony Fauci and all the Christians line up and do exactly what he tells them to do. He's waiting for studies and actually doing studies. The, the, the ultimate example is Fauci's out there telling everybody. Remember, this wasn't for a week, a day, a month. It was for over a year. Fauci's telling everybody, wash your hands repeatedly. Wash your hands repeatedly. Spray every counter off. Bleach everything. Which, by the way, does what? Does nothing but lower your immune system. And there was not, not one. And then it was a very easy study. Dr. Uh, I forgot his name. Oh, Marty Macari. Dr. McCarry says right there on the video, this would have taken you a couple of minutes to do a study to find out that this was airborne, not contact borne. Does it, you don't transmit it by contact. So if a person actually just blows cookies all over a counter and you take a straw and suck it up, you're not going to get it. It's airborne. It's not, it's not, it's not transferred or transmitted by contact. It's trans, trans, transmitted by air particles. 
Then it's the same thing. Fauci came out and told people to mask for monkeypox. Monkeypox is like impetigo. It's trans- transmitted by contact. It's the opposite. But he comes with the same exact approach. Because these, by the, these people, they, they are very fervent, but they're not smart. They're actually stupid people. Now here's the, this, is a, this is a video from Rain. Common sense would tell you, this is just a common sense video about what Bill Gates said. Here's, here's, here's what this is all about, summed up in a very brief video. Play it for me. 6.8 billion people, that's headed up to about 9 billion. Now if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. Well, common sense would tell you if you have a man standing in front of you saying he's going to reduce the world's population by 10 or 15% using vaccines, what does that mean to you? It means somebody's going to die because you put a vaccine in them. It doesn't mean you're going to save people. Uh, that's pretty much common sense in my brain. And, but yet I saw him, I saw him say it. So it all, it's all managed death is what this is. Look at this right here. You were lied to. Look at their shocking finished COVID deaths overreported by 62%. They use that to justify vaccinations. Then, by the way, Finland is a COVID totalitarian state. And they even are admitting that they overreported, not overestimated, overreported their COVID, COVID deaths by 62%. America says 1.3 million people have died of COVID. What have I been telling you? 50 to 80,000 people have died of COVID because that's a normal, actually virulent flu season. And they overreported by 62% of the original. When they originally came out, they said they were overreported by 42%. Now it keeps rising. It keeps rising because of the mislabeling, which was used to usher in the Bill Gates, NIH, NIAID, Fauci vaccine who world economic forum vaccine passport agenda false information bold-faced lies you belong to your father the devil who is a liar and the father of all lies let's go to the next one here's a ben tweet vermont 65 plus almost had almost had only little excess mortality and strangely until when so during 2020 65 plus excess mortality didn't go up. It went up in 2021. What wasn't in 2020 that occurred in 2021? That would be the vaccines. Go to the next report. Here's the graph right there so you can see it. You have it, you have it going up. You had the excess mortality go up in 2020, 2020, the most vulnerable population to COVID-19. And then now you think that that would flatline, right? I originally said the wrong thing. So excess mortality did go up in 2020. I originally said it didn't. It did. It went up for 65 and above. As any virulent flu season does, by the way, and I'm not calling COVID-19 flu. I'm just, it's it's a real virus. I acknowledge that. I'm just saying that right there where you see 2022 hit, when everybody, listen, all all of Vermont is vaccinated. Statistically speaking, all of Vermont, definitely all the 65 plus are all vaccinated in Vermont. Everybody over the age of 65 is vaccinated in Vermont, statistically speaking. So that that death rate should go down, right? But all of a sudden it's gone up and it's gone up with the least virulent variant, Omicron. All right, go to the next one for me. Another Ben tweet. According to the New York Times, 65 65 plus people over the age of 65 
have fully or have a fully have a fully vax the, the, the grammar's off have a full vaccination rate of 93% just to prove my point that I just had that I just told you go to the next one for me Dustin Penner tweet myocarditis in kids under 18 cases are up by over 100 times 100 times so if you used to have one a year now you got a hundo so put it this way if you used to have 100 you used to have 1000 now you got 100,000 and then you have Dr. Jaw the head of the COVID response task force for the White House telling you to do what? Get vaccinated. When myocarditis is up 100 times with people with kids under, under 18, let alone people over 18, the death rate for 18 to 49-year-olds of, of heart attacks and coronary, uh, coronary ailments is up exponentially around the globe. Dr. Lodato right here, the Surgeon General for the state of Florida, put out the study. I can't remember the percentage, so I'm not going to tell you. But it is, it, is, it is exponentially high. That's 18 to 49. This is under 18. It's up 100% myocarditis in Canada. And what does Justin Trudeau tell you to do? Go get vaccinated. Go to the next one for me. Peter Sweden tweet. This is insane. Britain is reporting that there was an increase of 39%. That Britain is reporting that there was a 39% increase in deaths. From irregular heartbeats in May of this year. Strange. You compare May of this year, 2022, in comparison to May of 2021. And how much you want to bet that it was about the same increase from 2020 to 2020 to 2021 in May? How much you want to bet? Strange, isn't it? And it just says on the bottom, people are suddenly dying from our problems. What's going on? I think we all know. Go to the next one for me. What's the answer to all this, though? CBS Health. Now, CBS Health Clinical Trial Services. Now enrolling adult volunteers from the community to participate in an investigational flu vaccine research study. Go to the next one for me. Recent developments in mRNA technology may lead to flu vaccines that could be developed more quickly and may be better matched to each season's specific strains. If you haven't had a flu vaccine in the last six months, you could be eligible to participate in a research study in it for an investigational mRNA gene altering, I put that in there myself, vaccine that may protect against the flu, another 99.9% survival virus. An mRNA flu vaccine study will help researchers learn of its investigational vaccine, just like you had to bring it back to me, just like you actually had in the vaccine trials for Pfizer, where 44% of the, pre- of the women who are pregnant miscarried. That's, a, that's their experimental studies that they want to conduct now for an mRNA vaccination for another 99.9% survivable vac, uh, a virus. That's who, that's who these people are. And that's why we have to identify who these people are. And we need to be talking about it. If we, we allegedly want to save souls inside the church, how are you going to save a soul after they're dead? This needs to be spoken of from the pulpit. Klaus Schwab's name needs to be spoken from the pulpit. Pfizer's name, Fauci's name, NIH, CDC, NIAID, all needs to be spoken from the pulpit. Bill Gates, vaccines, vaccines de- vaccine deaths, MR- mRNA technology, ADE, capillary blood clotting, myocarditis, pyrocarditis. All of this needs to be spoken of from the pulpit as you are fighting against the darkness. There's your enemy. Those ideologies, not the people, and I'm not talking about physical violence. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. And in order to wage spiritual warfare, you have to know who and what you are fighting against. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
You can't save you can't save souls that are dead. This is not politics. This is life and death. These vaccines are killing people, altering their genes, infirming people, handicapping people, causing them to be dependent on the government and on the convoluted medical system that we have right now and around the world, headed by people like Dr. Tetros of the World Health Organization, who's not a doctor. Those, the, not the people, but the ideologies are the enemy. And all these ideologies, when they're they actually brought to the light, cannot stand the scrutiny. All right, back here, Thursday night, 8.30, I was about to say 10.30, that's Saturday. Thursday night, we're back on, maybe we'll be back on Facebook, who knows? Facebook banned us tonight for whatever reason. They say it was a technical problem, strange how it only happens on Tuesdays and Thursdays. However, hopefully we'll be back on Facebook on Thursday night. Love you all. Got a couple videos to show you in closing tonight. Thank you for sticking with me tonight. Those of you that were on Facebook, transferred over to uh, Rumble or BlackRobeTV.com or Aaron's uh, YouTube account. Love you all. Thanks for sticking with us back on Thursday night. God bless you. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lively podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLively.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. I stand unequivocally on the Word of God, on healing, the Bible, prosperity, the Bible, sin, the Bible, everything, protection, the Bible, church, the Bible.